0: Just head on over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app to your home for all of our free picks and podcasts.
1: Hiyo, ho, Genarino, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode number 149. Oh, we're so ever so close to the the big episode 150. Um, this episode, who am I going to dedicate this one to? I'll just dedicate it to my favorite high school baseball team who just uh, lost in the state championships. RIP. Uh, I'll send it out to them. Uh, who am I sending these things out? Um, I am Jeff Foxman. Fox Brindov. Fox Brindin, uh, I'm trying to read what a uh, a listener sent me as my new nickname. I think he's playing on the Fox Rid Fox except it's Fox Brindinov. So my name's Jeff Fox Brindinov is, is my nickname. Thank you, Double Nicholas, for the nickname that I butchered. I don't think it's gonna stick. I have a feeling it's not going to. Anyhow, you can call me Jeff Fox if you if you rather. Thank you for coming to the show. This is the big pay-per-view episode of of the podcast UFC 275 is going down this Saturday uh without further ado let me bring in the man known my co-host the man known as the Gumby God the one and only Daniel Veland hello
0: I got a feeling there's a couple more Gumby God picks on this card too I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot that out there right now um wow. there are some props that I'll mention in here that I've got circled and uh that I think are, are pretty lethal
1: lethal wow killer lethal props all right well yeah i had to mix
0: good. it up i couldn't give you the joe rogan killer so <laughs> yes, of uh
1: did you see what we got some more people fired um i just saw before we went on. they, air they were here.
0: pretty much everybody we mentioned too. i did notice <laughs> a that. lot of them like, yeah, Smoke, i
1: think we mentioned him a while ago and michaelitis we definitely mentioned last podcast or
0: alex alex de silva we had mentioned as being yep. a possible one yeah like they were all people but like again we weren't calling for them to be fired we didn't say they ought to be fired you said you wanted them to we just said they they most likely were going to be given that resume you know as long as they're not uh getting the sam elvey treatment they somebody with a record like that would get fired
1: very very true we weren't calling for it but that's the way it goes around these parts you win or you go home so uh, just like that baseball team i was talking about all right um We've got uh, uh, my laptop is acting wonky, and we got a lot of fights to break down. So I think we probably should jump right into it. Is there anything else newsworthy that happened that we should get into? You think?
0: I don't, I don't think more newsworthy than this uh, this card, this card, this card right? which is yep. which is legendary.
1: <laughs> is legendary even? Wow! Listen to this the hype man here. All right, before we get into it and see if if uh, Gumby God is is pulling your chain here and and being a PR guy or not, let me tell you about Win. Make sure you get down on the wins, bet $50, win $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets, plus the ultimate football experience. Bet $500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st of this year. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Now, that would be legendary. Multiple entries are allowed. Plus, you can party with DJ Diesel. Um, our friend Malcolm on the MLB podcast, did not know DJ Diesel. I think he knew Shaquille <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Episode? I didn't.
0: I didn't yeah, hear no, that.
1: Uh, no, he didn't know who DJ Diesel was. I, I wasn't sure. He said, we don't have Shaq's in Britain. So I don't know if he, if he knows, I don't know if Shaq translates, <laughs> translates across the pond, as they say, but co Host knew who DJ Diesel was. Isn't um,
0: is Shaq universally famous? I think Am I wrong so. I about th- that? Like, don't they yeah, know I, about I him
1: in are. like, in like Antarctica and stuff? <laughs> I think so. I think so. So here's what I know about him here. You can party with him. all users, can bet $100 on NBA or casino, you're allowed to. They're allowing you to bet that. It says can bet. And be entered into a prize draw to attend a DJ Diesel, brackets, Shaquille O'Neal, performance at Encore Beach Club at night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel. Not with Shaq, apparently, but just with DJ Diesel. This summer, there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Here's the important parts. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 100-5-2-2-4-700. 1-800-522-4700 one 800 5 4700 Now let's move on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. SGPN guys do. It's a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. What are you drinking, Dan? I need, I need to know now. <laughs>
0: I'm just is it a sponsor a...
1: drink? Uh, oh.
0: it, it's not. It's not a, okay. a currently, well, current sponsor drink. No,
1: no, no we, we can't mention it then. Then choose the <laughs> amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play the new over/under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money with these picks Dan's going to give you right now after he drinks
0: his unnamed drink. <laughs> so, um, hang on, let me pull up. I usually like to pull up tomorrow's baseball slate, and I didn't have nope. it because I'm, I, you know, I was going to do basketball, but you know they're in the middle of game three right now. The yep. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics are doing work right now. You All right. Really. Over under on the amount of money the Rams fans plan on spending. How about that? Because they're they're doing uh, ridiculous things. Cooper Cup just got an eighty million dollar deal. This is a That's great. That's football, right? Yeah, this is, <laughs> that, that is football. <laughs> NFL or
1: CFL? We do have a CFL podcast on the and, and a
0: USFL podcast. Yes, so, like, so yeah, so don't uh, don't hesitate on either of those. So um, hmm, I guess I'm gonna go Braves. Uh, they're as hot as can be. They've won six, in, six in a row. Six. They're in the middle of uh beating the athletics to make it seven in a row so uh next they are heading to play the pirates which should make it just about as easy as it can be because jt brubaker as i heard on the mma gambling podcast is a terrible pitcher for the pirates so i'm gonna take uh i'm gonna take austin riley and dansby swanson hits uh because both of those guys seem particularly hot lately uh Riley just jacked a Homer a second ago so uh yeah I'll take I'll take those two in the over on hits over JT Brubaker who uh I'm trying to remember the word that I heard uh Munaf uh call him he he said something very terrible about him but it was in like a a kind of a polite way it was pretty great
1: there you go I'm just I'm I'm texting the man right now as you speak, Moonoff man, G Yes, as yeah. Answer, ask me a question. I think I had JD Brewbaker in fantasy one year. I don't think it went well though. So
0: yeah, he's, he's like 0 Owen 5 with like a 6 ERA or something. Yeah, shit. I didn't have him this year, but oof.
1: <laughs> oof, as Dan would say. All right, so there are your picks. I, I didn't pay attention. There are Braves, Dansby, Dansby, Swanson, and some other dude, right?
0: Austin, Austin Riley. He comes out. Oh to- yeah. You, you should like Austin Riley uh, as a former wrestling guy, cause uh, he he walks out to the stone called Steve Austin because he's Austin oh. Riley. Yeah, oh, the the glass the glass shatters there.
1: I get it. Yeah, I used to be a pro wrestler. Dan's right. So I'm um, <laughs> a mobile. pro wrestling
0: guy. <laughs> yeah.
1: Here we go. Okay, you got two plays. All right. Here, here's what here's what you need to do with those plates get on your mobile phone everyone has one of those right um join a listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com sgp and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks that's right join our squad and get the 100 percent deposit match at sleeper.com sgp all right how many minutes are we in without making a pick yet Dan? we're trying to make these things more concise and we're probably like what 10 minutes in already and we haven't even given I, anyone I a winning pick yet I just I just okay. gave
0: them two winning picks
1: Thursday oh, yes. th- Thursday over
0: on the hits in in for Dance v. Swanson and uh, Austin Riley
1: yes different sport correct all right we're jumping into UFC 275 we're, why are we jumping into things so quick today oh you'll see in your feed because you may just be getting a bonus episode you just wait all right UFC 275 Shishera versus Prohaska this is going down for the singer in the Singapore Indoor Stadium right in the heart of one championship country. In Kalang, Singapore. Um, I thought I think I heard someone say Philippines, which is totally incorrect. It's Singapore. Um, what do we got here? We got only twelve fights, so which is which is nice. Um, that's that's a good number for me. is b- pushing it. Twelve's all right. Um, yeah, start times. Do I trust looking up start times on my laptop? Do you have start times in front of you? I know it's eight for the main card for the prelims on ESPN. Ten for the main card on. Uh, pay-per-view I think the prelims are 630. Does that sound right to you?
0: It's 630. Yeah, that's
1: 630, right. 630, thank you. sir the intern says 630. ESPN plus we're gonna start with those as per usual. And a women's featherweight fight. Apparently there's a featherweight division in the UFC and a women's featherweight division. Go figure. Let's see what stellar fighters are in. Oh Ramona pasquale Ugh um yeah I remember her. You know I remember her because she looked so horrible in her first fight Dan. You know how I don't usually remember people I remember her. Um She's fighting Jocelyn Edwards, who I also remember because she's actually looked pretty good in her fights. So let's break her down. Pasquale, six and three, four knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked at once, submitted once. 0-1 in the UFC, 1-0 one in Invicta, plus 140. All right, Edwards is La Pantera because she's a big fan of Pantera, the the thrash metal band. Um, she's 10-4, and four, five knockouts, three submissions. She's been submitted once, 1-2 and two in the UFC, won her debut, lost two straight. She's got multiple regional championships on her. Man, so correct she used to fight a band weight because of course because featherweight doesn't really exist she's an inch taller than pasquale four inches of reach seven years younger striking stats in her favor very small sample size um minus 170 pasquale looked really bad in her fight right Dan? i remember that correctly right she
0: she did but she was fighting josie nunez um and, and on short notice so i i think we can excuse that a little bit the the funny thing for me is in this fight uh i went to go you know i went to i went to go think about this fight and i was like man up it uh, featherweight. Is, is Jocelyn Edwards gonna be able to make that move up? Because she's she's not a huge band weight, right? Uh, and then I was like, then then all of those numbers that you just said about her being yeah. bigger, you know, she's yep. she's an inch taller, she's got a four-inch reach advantage, like she's younger, like she's wet much better suited to be up a weight class than Ramona Pasqual. And yeah. she's like, it it's probably just going to cut out like a large portion of her weight cut. She'll probably have better cardio. And look, like you you mentioned, she won her debut. She looked great in her debut when she beat Yanom Wu. Um, she, like, has, like, low-key good wrestling and in decent range. The losses are to Jessica Rose Clark and Carol Rosa. And, like, you know, not that they're, no like, world beaters at, at Bantamweight, but, like, what, Rosa's undefeated, I think, in the UFC, right? She, she's, like, 5 or 6-0 and oh at this point. Uh, oh, no, she lost to Sarah McMahon. I take that back. She did lose to Sarah McMahon, but she was undefeated prior to that. Um, and and Jessica Rose Clark has looked better at 35 now that she's up and like putting on muscle and stuff like that. So yeah, I I think that Jocelyn Edwards just is a better bet to, to go deep into this fight. But I will say this, like a lot of women's fights, uh, this is one you probably want to circle fight goes to the distance or, you know, whatever fighter you're planning on picking, pick them going the distance because, uh, you know, like, first of all, Ramona Pasquale took an absolute savage beating in the last fight and didn't yep. get knocked out. So, like, I don't see Jocelyn Edwards finishing her either.
1: Yeah, she was definitely a one of those um, wobbly... What are those things called? The those toys. The Weibles, they hit. wobble, but they both fall, yes, fall down? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, one of those. Um, Yeah, she took a whooping, which is why I remember her. All right, next fight, women's strawweight. Liang Na. Hmm, someone may have talked about this on TV this week. Uh, versus Silvana Gomez-Juarez. Um, all Um, right, Liang. Nah is Dragon Girl, 19 and five seven knockouts, ten submissions. She's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 0-1 UFC, lost via TKO to Ariane Carnelosi. Wild fight. You should uh, rewatch it if you uh, if you're into that. Uh, that was way back in April of 2021. All the good old days of April of 2021. Um, she's not fought since then. She was 0-1 in Bellator. She's got two inches height, two inches reach on Juarez, 12 years younger than her. Pretty wild, uh, especially for the lightest weight class in the UFC. That that actually makes a difference, which I tried to tell Yanni, but I don't think he listened. Um one and a half times more active landing strikes, grappling stats in a favor plus one twenty-five. Juarez, La Malvada. You remember what that means? Malvada.
0: The is it the mal means bad. Is it the, the yeah. bad something? The the, the wicked. The, the wicked. Yeah,
1: yeah, see, I was almost there. Yep, 10-4. and four. Six knockouts, two submissions. She's been knocked at once, submitted twice. Hmm. R- red flag there. 0-2 in the UFC, both losses via submission. Hmm. Uh, 2010 was her debut, minus 154. I'm going dog here. Anyone who watches UFC, I always forget the name of the show. UFC By on the Numbers? The on, on the Line. On the Line. I always want to call it By the Numbers. I think that's a, a sub-stack or something. All right, UFC On the Line. You'll know that I picked uh, Liang Na. Yanni did not. So obviously you're going to side with me. Um, like I said, the eight, 12 years is a massive gap in age, especially like for 115 pound uh, women where speed and athleticism matters. The, the lighter you are um, in, in these sports plus 10 submission wins against someone who's lost all of her UFC fights via submission. That seems like a a red flag right there. Um, plus uh, Liang um, looked she looked very good in that uh, Ariane and fight had like Carnelosi is a very physically strong, um woman and she uh was had her way with her on on the ground a few times and was um slugging it out with her on the feet so anyhow i think this is a a good dog pick you know i'm very chalky that's why i'm called jeff chalks but i'll I'll be taking this plus 125 hopefully all the way to the bank
0: yeah and and i i can't believe she's still a dog like i I saw her posted originally i think she was 135 plus 135 out the gate and i was like that can't hold up right like why is there faith in the public in Silvana Gomez Juarez? But I think some of it is just like there's not faith in in very many Chinese fighters because we haven't seen a ton of talent come out of China. Um, but now Yang is super talented. Like, go back and watch that fight with Carnelosi. Carnelosi is, is a really good fighter, right? Like Carnelosi's got a few yep. wins in the UFC. She's really powerful. She gets Absolutely manhandled in that first round. Naliang takes her down. She's yep. in good positions the whole time. She's looking for subs the whole time and just absolutely gassed herself out. And and you could say, okay, well, maybe that's a problem with her. Then then we have to worry about that in the second round of this fight. You have to worry about this in the second round of this fight if it gets to the second round hmm. of this fight, right? Yep. Because yep. Silvana Gomez Juarez has been subbed quickly in two fights, right? Like she has yet to make it out of a first round yet. Lupita is kind of excusable, right? Lupita is a great grappler. Vanessa Dimopoulos, less excusable, right? Like, she just stuck herself in an arm bar in that fight. Um, and, and if you remember the Lupita Godinez one, the arm bar comes from back control. She has back control, and she isolates an arm and then swings it around for an arm bar. So, like, Gomez Juarez is not a really good defensive grappler in Naliang is somebody who comes out like a bat out of hell has underrated wrestling. Like I think her wrestling is probably one of the better parts of her grappling, despite that she searches for subs. Yeah. I'm all over Naliang Na here. I- expect her to be one of my uh, recommended plays when we get to the end of this. Cause my God, uh, this line seems crazy as all hell. And I may even have, Actually, no, I'm just going to spoil it now. I'll, I'll give you the prop I have right now. Naliang by submission in round one, plus 450. I, I don't know what everybody's books got because those ones, yeah. that, that number is hard to find in every single book. And, you know, like those numbers fluctuate on things that are so precise. But Naliang by submission in round one, plus 450. Sprinkle on it. That's all I'm saying. Do
1: um, you know what recommended plays are, right?
0: I is do that, know what rec- can be a recommended
1: do. play or not. Because should you really I don't be recommending know if, plus 450? I don't, You're thinking know about if, it?
0: I don't know if plus 450 is like a place where I would go to recommend it, but it was something that the Gumby God would throw in the slack and tell you, hey, <laughs> the Gumby God. keep it not. Keep, keep, keep <laughs> it going out. too far. <laughs> third,
1: third person now. Come on now.
0: Well, it's an it's an almighty third person. So,
1: yeah, it's, oh God, even worse. I, I was told we were blasphemous. I think I think the uh, listener was joking, but yes. Um, all right. Hopefully, we didn't run off all our. Uh, it, hey, if you're into, uh, if we if we offend you in any way, we're just having fun here. He's he is the Gumby God, regardless whether we offend you or not. <laughs> we can't change the way the world is. All right. Okay, here's our main event, Dan of the early prelims. Ha ha. Um, Waits. Kyung Ho Kang or Kang Kyung Ho. This is one of those events where it depends if you want to anglic anglic anglicize. Uh, what's the word, Dan? Ang- anglicize. <laughs> anglicize. <laughs> I was trying to put an extra syllable in there. Anglicize these names, or if you want to uh, say them the way they're supposed to be said. But anyhow, Kang Ho Kyung Kyung Ho versus Dana Batgirl, uh, whose nickname should be Batgirl. I've decided. No, his nickname should be um, Barbara Gordon, because that's who Batgirl is. I think. Are you about you into Batman? Do you know if I'm correct? Here? I,
0: I I don't know anything about Batman. Sorry. I think
1: in the I think in the original '60s show, I believe uh, Barbara Gordon is Batgirl. So anyhow, but he has another nickname too, Storm. Um, he's going up against Mister Perfect, Kurt Hanning, apparently is back. Uh, and Typhoon. So he's got two wrestling nicknames. Uh, Kang does. Let's tell you about him first. Plus, Kang is a person, um, is one of the aliens in The Simpsons, too. So how can you not Kona, like this guy?
0: With, with his with his brother Konos.
1: Right. How can you not like this guy? Um. All right. He's 17-9 with one no contest, two knockouts, 11 submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. He's 6-3 with one no contest in the UFC. Sneaky, sneaky good record. Uh, he's won three of his last four. He did lose his last fight, though. He was the road FC champ before this and back in Korea, where he's from. Used to fight at lightweight, he's fight at featherweight 2007. Two, two, zero, zero, uh, debut in MMA professionally, he's two inches taller, three inches of reach on a bat on the on the back girl. Uh, striking and grappling stats in his favor plus 128. Back girl 12 and 3, eight knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked at once. He's three and two in the UFC, lost his last fight via TKO. Used to fight also at featherweight and lightweight, uh, just like Kang, who's the MGL champ. I can't remember what MGL is. I used to quiz you on these things. I, I, I'm i sure you have no idea what MGL is.
0: M- uh, Mon- Mongolian Mon-
1: something, probably, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah, Mon- Mon- I think it's just Mongolian. It's just like the way they short it, yep. because it's Mongolian fighting championship, if I'm not mistaken.
1: There you go. 2011 MMA debut professionally. Two years younger, twice more active landing strikes, minus 155. Your turn.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with Dana Bacquerel. Um, I, I really do like Young O'Kang, but, like, my, the problem for me in this one is that, like, he, he uses his grappling, like, a little bit to set up his striking. I think he's just going to, like, need to entirely rely on his grappling to deal with Bacquerel Dana because, like— uh <sighs> is just like so much faster on the feet and hits so much harder um and like like we saw that in in his last couple of wins right like obviously he's coming off the loss to Gutierrez by that like weird spinning back fist but like he knocked out brandon davis he knocked out kevin atividad he knocked out Guido kennedy and like all of them in the first round like kyungo kang needs to rely on the grappling or else he's just gonna suffer the f- same fate as them um And I don't think he can do that enough. So yeah, I, I'm just gonna say Batgirl Dana has got the hands to get it done.
1: Yes, I should have said his name properly. Bat Bat Batgirl Dana. I'm going against you though. I this is my other underdog. I like. Ooh. I like Kang not just because the name and everything. Um, yeah, the grappling obviously is is the key here. Um, as is uh resume is much better. Um, so I have a bit more faith in in him. Um, in him going in this fight. Um, and I. I think his striking um, will be able to hold up. Plus he has, uh, has some size to help it, help it hold up. So I think this is a, a decent underdog for me. He does have a striking advantage, at least on paper. Um, so um, let's, let's roll the dice on back-to-back underdogs. Give me Kyung Ho Kang, since I've already written the article and I don't want to edit it. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look at, you, look at you sticking to your guns despite the fact that I'm telling you to get <laughs> chalkier than you are.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Jeff Chalks does not need to be invited to be chalkier. All right. That's it. We're done, right? That's, yeah. That was the main event. I said we are done. That,
0: that, was, that was the main event. That's done. Main this event. is the legendary three-fight card.
1: <laughs> it's true. All right, Um, right. We'll move on after I tell you about Athletic Greens. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of EG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It says all the things still, but it should be what? All those things, I think? That's what I always say. I don't know what all the things mean. Anyhow, that's the editor me. Uh, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. ag one supports... If I, I scrolled away, but it supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, even more than, than we do. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Moving on, a very interesting fight. Kicks off the main prelims at welterweight. Jake Matthews versus Andre Fiallo. Um, do you remember Matthews was like one of those top prospects, one of those young guns we had to look out for? Dan, remember those days?
0: Yes, I I do remember that. Also, though like he's, a- it's funny that we're talking about that being a long time ago, and we're like, yeah, <laughs> once upon a time he was a young gun. He's 27. He's not <laughs> yep. old yet, even. It's true.
1: Especially for Jackson Wink, he's probably the youngest guy in there still, right? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, let's tell you about this, the Celtic Kid. Uh, not the Boston Celtic Kid, the Celtic Kid. He's 17. That would be Matthews, by the way. Excuse me. He's 17 and 5, four knockouts, seven submissions. He's been submitted three times. He's 10 and 5 in the UFC. He's won three of his last four and six of his last eight. So actually, he's doing all right, low key good. Um, he lost his last fight via submission. He was 0-1 in the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight at lightweight. Striking and grappling stats in his favor. Plus 110. Andre Fiallo, perhaps you've heard of him. This is his fourth time fighting this year already. He's fought January, April, May, and now again in June. He's a maniac. Um, he's kicking off his UFC career in high gear here. He's 16-4 overall with one no contest. He's knocked out 13 people uh, with one submission as well. He's been knocked out himself twice. He's 2-1 in the UFC. Both of his last fights, he lost his debut and then lost, won his last two via KO. Um, he was in PFL where he went 0-1 with one no contest, he was in Bellator where he went 4-1, so a lot of high-level experience uh, he's an inch taller, an inch reach on Matthews, more active striker, minus um, 134, I'll take Fialo I like he's been a monster since he's come to the UFC um, and I think he can put it on Matthews, I don't know if, Matthews has never been knocked out, so this would be a first if Fialo finishes him and I think as Dan said in a previous podcast, you gotta be a bit concerned about the amount of fights he's he's uh putting in but um yeah i'll, I'll roll the dice on fialo again uh, at minus 134 regardless
0: yeah not, here's where i go i go dog again okay. um yeah i i disagree with you wholeheartedly i i think this number doesn't wind up where it is if andre fialo isn't fighting for the fourth time this year I think he has all this recency bias built into this fight when, like, when you, in fact, you, like, look back at his record and you look back at who he's beat and how he's beat them, and, like, Jake Matthews is a fucking terrible matchup for him. Like, Michelle Pereira decided, like, oh, this guy throws kind of hard, and Michelle Pereira took him down. Uh, And not that Michelle Pereira isn't strong and doesn't have takedowns, but, like, Like, do we all remember that Jake Matthews is like a beast mode grappler? Like, he is so good on the mat, and he's got great wrestling. He's starting to grow into his muscles. He has, like, real strength. And, like, Fiallo is a dude who just, like, kind of throws bombs and looks for the knockout. And you just said it yourself. Jake Matthews doesn't get knocked out. Like, the last time that Andre Fiallo won a fight where he didn't knock a guy out was at Bellator 207 back in 2018 when he beat Javier Torres. So, like, th- this isn't a guy who wins by decision. He doesn't win by decision hardly ever. So I- I'm saying all of those things point to the fact that Jake Matthews is just, like, a terrible matchup for him. And, again, I, I think the recency bias has really oddly pulled uh, Andre Fialo into being a-, a fairly sizable favorite, and getting Jake Matthews at dog money seems like a steal to me.
1: And apparently the the hype has gotten to me too, Dan. Um, I'll take him regardless. And everyone remember, Dan loves his underdogs a bit too much. I've been told. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how it plays out. Um, all right. Who we got next? Lightweights. This man was on the top turtle MMA podcast this week. Steve Garcia. He's uh, oh crap. I heard Dan say this guy's name, and I can't remember how you say it now. He's fighting HISAR, Is that right? But I think he may go by Mahashate <laughs> Maha also. I've seen him listed that, so who knows? Um anyhow, uh is the Jong has a crush on this man, I believe, right? He was um he about him in the pretty slack high on him in the <laughs> slack.
0: Yeah, yeah, he seemed pretty high on him in the slack.
1: We'll we'll see. We'll see after I give you the breakdown and we give you our picks. We'll see how high. Uh, he is on him now. We'll talk about Maha Shape first. He's 6-1 and one with three knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. He was 1-0 one one in the contender series. He used to fight at welterweight. This one is down at lightweight. He's seven years younger than Garcia. Striking and active striking as well as grappling stats in his favor, but that's based off of one fight for him. Plus 130. Garcia is the mean machine. He's 12-4 with nine knockouts. He's been submitted once. the only time he's been finished. one and one in the UFC. Won his last fight d- via TKO. Uh, one and all in the contender series. He used to fight at Bantamweight. He mostly fought at Bantamweight. He was telling Mr. Gumby Vreeland on the Top Turtle podcast. Uh, he also has fought at Featherweight. He was 5 and 2 in Bellator. He got four inches reach despite fighting way down um, two weight classes below normally. Minus 162. I will take Garcia, even though he's got that stank on him. I trust his experience more. I like the four inches of reach, especially for a guy who finishes. It's a finishing machine, um, nine knockouts and 12 fights. So I'm taking experience and finishing ability over athleticism and potential in this one.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to take Steve Garcia. And, you know, you mentioned the reach advantage, which I, I found kind of shocking because I thought Masha Shea had kind of like a uh, like a wide frame and like long arms. Yeah. But but to know that Steve Garcia has got that advantage going in already uh you know like i think benefits him and then on top of that too like i, I went back and watched that fight with masha shay uh, when he was on contender series um because like I, I think that's where he got a lot of the hype and i was like do, do i remember not being as impressed as i thought i did and it was when he was fighting achilles esther murda and like he won a unanimous decision but one of the things i noted about it is that he keeps backing up with his chin up in the air and he backs straight mm-hmm. up um Bad news. and w- yeah, and especially bad news for a guy who's got a reach advantage on you like Steve Garcia does, and for a guy who hits like Steve Garcia. Steve yeah. Garcia hits really freaking hard. We, I mean, like, you you can go back to his Contender Series knockout where he elbowed that guy out. Like, you can go back to, you know, more regional scene work if you want. And and he's also fought incredible levels of competition, too. Like, you know, you mentioned that Bellator record. Sometimes we mention that the guy fought in Bellator, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you got to – he got a Bellator fight, like, before he was, like, really ready. He was one of those 2-0 and o Bellator guys. No, no, this guy fought Kinmoy, who is, like, a northeast, like, beast. He fought Ricky Tercios. He fought the dangerous, most dangerous man on earth, Joe Warren. He fought Alon Cruz. Like, th- he fought Ronnie Lawrence. He beat Ronnie Lawrence. So, like, this is a guy with a crazy long resume of, of fighters he's fought outside of the UFC, too. I think the experience just gets to moshishate here. He backs up stupid one time and goes to sleep.
1: There you go. All right, featherweights. Siung Wu Choi versus Joshua Kulibao. Um here's my write-up on it. All right, we'll tell you about Kulibao first. Nicknames Kuya K U Y A. Uh 9-1 one, and 1 with five knockouts. He's been knocked out once. He's won one and one in the UFC. So all he needs is a no contest, and he's got a, a full house. Um, or he hit for the cycle. Whatever you want. Uh he's won his last fight. That was back in May of 2021. He's fight at lightweight. What did I say? This is at featherweight. Um, so he's going down for this one. Boom, boom, boom. Multiple regional championships on his manto. So. Correct. Two years younger than Choi. Plus 195. As for Choi, nickname is Sting, not the singer. I don't think. I don't think this is the singer. Uh, he's a little old, if it is. Um, he's 10 and four or six knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted twice, 3-3 three three in the UFC, lost his last fight via submission. He was the top FC champion before. Used to fight down at Bantamweight, so we have a former Bantamweight versus a former lightweight here. Despite that, he's inches taller and has an inch of reach on Kulibao. more active striking, minus 240. You know what Chalk's going to take. Chalky Jeff's going to take. Um, Choi, more active striker, a little bit of reach, um, plus a finisher. So I will take him at minus 240.
0: Yeah, I'm going to take him as well. The, the big thing for me in this one is, like, Kulabao is a guy who's not going to try to take him down, and I think yeah. that's really the only reason you beat Sung Sungwoo Choi. Um, you know, like, you, you look at the guys who are beating him, and it's like Gavin Tucker took him down and controlled him. Mulsar Ebloya took him down and controlled him. Alex Casares took him down and finished him. And, like, the people who couldn't take him down, Yusuf Zalal and, and Julian Arosa and Sumon Markarian, like, all of those guys just had a miserable time on the feet. I just think Koulabao is going to go in there and try to box with him because Koulabao believes in his boxing and good for him for doing so. But uh, I just don't think it's as good or as powerful.
1: We don't believe in your boxing. Koulabao, take that. All right. We're on the same page for that one. And our second main event, uh, this one of the main prelims would be middleweights. Jacob Malcoon versus Brendan Allen. All in Brendan Allen versus Mamba Malcoon. Let's talk about Malikun first, six and one with two knockouts. He's been knocked out once. 2-1 in the UFC. However, he's won two straight after dropping his debut. Striking stats in his favor, plus 210. All in. Uh, it's a play on his last name. I get it. Um, Brendan Allen. He's 18-5. Five. five knockouts. Ten submissions. But knocked out twice. Submitted once. Six and two in the UFC. He's won three of his last four. He Hey, that means he won three of his first four as well. Very consistent. Won his last five submission. Used to fight up at light heavyweight. He was one on the Contender Series. He was the LFA champ. He used to actually used to fight at welterweight. So he used to fight at welterweight and at light heavyweight. Now he's fallen right in the middle. He's five inches taller than Malkin, two inches
0: reach, more active striker, minus 260 over to Gumby. So I'm, you know, and I think I hinted at this in a past show. I really like Malkin in this spot. I don't know if I'm just entranced by how large the plus number is because it's big. You know, like that's a that's a big ass plus number. Um, but I'm gonna take him here because, like, the the thing about Brendan Allen is, that you mentioned is like he doesn't even have better striking stats than Malkin. Malkin is an Abu Dhabi qualifier in grappling. So, mm-hmm. like, you're you're telling me that a guy's one path to victory is his grappling with Brendan Allen, and. I, you know, he's going to go in there with a guy who should have been in Abu Dhabi's up against Gordon Ryan. And don't get me wrong. You probably would have gotten sauced by Gordon Ryan, but like he, ha- he, he had made it to that level. He had won the o- Oceana, uh, freaking qualifier. So like, I have a lot of faith in Jacob Malkin. And if you go back and look at his wins too, like his wrestling holds up insanely well in, in like he did against Abdul Razak Hassan, it did against AJ Dobson. Um, he got tagged by Phil Hawes like 18 seconds in. I think people wrote him off after that. Who knows? Like, I, I just think Brendan Allen isn't gonna sub him off of his back, and I don't know that Brendan Allen's gonna have a good position. So, yeah, I'm I'm gonna roll the dice here with the dog money. I think I've only gotten two dogs so far. Um, just uh, just riding with Jake Matthews and Nadlyang. We'll make it. We'll make it three. Uh, with Melkin here, I, I think Melkin is a big dog here. Is the play.
1: Yeah, Matthews as well. So you're you're uh, living up to your your uh, cho- You're not that's, chalky. What's the opposite that's,
0: of that's what I said. Matthews and not. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Yang. Excuse
1: me. Yes, you have Matthews. That's
0: one of the ones I said.
1: <laughs> Boy, relax, dude. Yeah, it's true. You did say that. Uh, so you have Liang, you have Kang, you have Matthews, and now you have Balcoons. So that's four, you.
0: I did not take Kang. You took Kang.
1: Oh yeah, I took <laughs> Kang. That's right. You you took Kronos Kronos and Kang. All right. Anyhow, I, I'm not. T- I'm taking Allen. Um, would you say alan is i think he's proven to be a um better mma grappler at least up to this point than, Ooh, uh, then Malikou. then malkin
0: yeah um i don't know dude like he he looked pretty much like a fish out of water trying to grapple sean strickland yeah sean strickland's and, and, a psychopath though or a sociopath one or the other and it, but would you consider sean strickland a good grappler um no it's no. True. And, and, and if you go back to that fight too, and I, I'm going to, you know, stall quietly while I, I pull up the, uh, fight metric stats. Um, but if you go back to that fight, cause I'm trying to remember exactly how many times he took him down. Um, you go back to the Sean Strickland versus Brendan Allen fight. Sean Strickland is the only one who landed a takedown in that fight. He went one-on-one one against Brendan Allen. Uh, Brendan Allen did not take him down. So, like, we're talking about a guy we don't think is a good grappler, and now I'm talking about a guy in Jacob Malkin I do think is a good grappler.
1: Okay. So you're going with the plus whatever, plus 200, uh, even though only about 10 of those have come through this year out of 200 fights. So, okay. Cool.
0: I, I had a plus 190 last week. <laughs> Just saying.
1: Well, will this... If Malkun wins, will it will that put him on your Mount Rushmore or not? Or is was, that not big What
0: enough? was the official number you gave me?
1: Uh, plus two ten, probably not, right?
0: Uh, no, I th- I think it's got to be plus two fifty or over in order all right, well, to fill out the Mount Rushmore.
1: Well, the night is young, so who knows what what's, uh, what Gumby's gonna pull out of his hat next? So, all right, that's the main prelim portion. I'm gonna tell you about one more of our amazing sponsors, and then we will You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee that's just like 89 months for free. IP Vanish is super easy to use. As it just, I need IP Vanish on my phone, apparently, because I just lost the ad read off my screen. All right, what am I saying? What was I saying, Dan? Uh, it's super easy to use, right? Is that what I said? It is super. Yes.
0: You said it was super easy to use. It is super easy to
1: use. And all you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world. Everything you stream, everything you search for and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on pilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. I just. A little peek behind the curtain. I read. I do add reads. I don't. That wasn't just all off the top of my head, unfortunately. So,
0: sorry. Travesty. 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 It is.
1: It is. All right. Walter Waits start kick off the pay per view. Jack Adela Madalena, who's one of our one of our um. I He's our guy. He's one a guy. of our guys versus Ramazine, Ramazan. Excuse me, m e f Um, what did I say? This is at uh, Welch Waits, Correct? Yes. All right. m e f is Goraz. And he is 25 with three knockouts, seven submissions, knocked out once, submitted once. Five and two in the UFC. He's won two. He's gone two and two over his last four. Lost his last fight. Used to fight up at middleweight. He was the M1 champion, which is impressive. Uh, 2009 pro MMA debut. Three inches of reach on Adela Madalena. Grappling stats in his favor. Plus 130. Jack Adela, 11 and two, nine knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. 1-0 in the UFC via TKO, 1-0 in the Canada Series. That is part of the 11-0 and 0 run he has had. He lost his first two MMA fights, and he's won 11 straight since then. He was regional champ. He's only fought one fighter with a losing record. That was in the second fight that he lost to him. How's that? That's pretty impressive, eh? That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Um, unless he's like doctored his, his uh, records up like other fighters have done. Um, his last loss was six years ago. Uh, he's an inch taller than Emyev, nine years younger, three times more active landing strikes based on his couple of fights he's had in the UFC organization, minus 162. If you watch me on TV, you know I'm going all in on Jack Della, Madalena here. Um, I think he's grappling, can hold up against Emiyev, Um and He's obviously a far better striker, way younger. Um, uh, I'm I'm pretty high in him. Uh, this is a it's a pretty big step up for his second fight, but I think he can handle it, and he's going to pass with flying colors. And I love the number we're getting, one sixty-two.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you entirely. um One of the things I like to point out about Ramazan amiev is like what what is he good at? Like just if you had to put one thing that he's good at, what would you say? Grappling. Grappling. He has a twenty nine percent takedown success rate. Not wrestling. So like, apparently. so like, not wrestling, right? And, <laughs> and you know, like some people always go like, oh, strength the schedule or something. He was zero a nine against Anthony Rocco Martin, taking him down, and when he lost that fight. And you remember how we just watched uh, Benoit Saint Denis just like absolutely fucking steamroll Nicholas Stolza. Yes. Right, like, yeah. Like, grappled the hell out of him. Right. Do you know Ramazan Amiev went four of twelve on takedowns against Nicholas Stolza? <laughs> um. On like, I'm not kidding. Like, four of twelve. He had thirty three percent takedown rate on that guy who Benoit de Saint Denis took an absolute. I, I mean, like, you put a beating on him. And fun fact, Stolza took Ameev down one one time. So. Like, you know, like I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Amiev against anybody who's going to outstrike him and ha- put up a reasonable amount of uh, grappling defense. Jack Della fits all of that. I think he torches him here. The the line's too close. The line is yep. too close right here.
1: Recommended play territory, perhaps. Um, all right. Flyweights, we move on to. Rogerio Bontarin versus Menel Kopp. Um, So we got no nickname versus Starboy. That would be cap is it cap or cape i, I forgot to well, get it right now i, what we I believe on? we've
0: had this conversation since we
1: have millions of times.
0: times and i'm fairly certain i change my answer every time so yes. uh we'll go with cap
1: <laughs> yeah I, I think it is but it shouldn't be so all right um i'm telling him it shouldn't be pronounced that way though uh, sir change your name all right bonterin 17-4 with one no contest three knockouts 11 submissions We've knocked out once submitted once two and three in the ufc with one no contest uh, however, he won his first two fights. So since then, he's got 0-3 with 1-0 contest. He's missed weight and a drug failure. His last fight, I think, was uh, he missed weight and he had a drug failure in it. Um, 1-0 in the Contender Series. Grappin stats in his favor, plus 185. Starboy, 17-6, 11 knockouts, 5 submissions, which is insane for a... Actually, both these guys have insane finishing ability for for flyweights. Uh, he's been submitted twice. He's 2-2 two two in the UFC. He lost his first two, and then he's turned it on in his last two fights, won them both via uh tko or ko um used to fight at vanta was the rising champ uh 2012 was his mma pro mma debut into reach over bontarin a year younger striking stats in his favor and what he's 1.8 times more active so almost twice more active landing strikes minus 230 your
0: turn i'm going cap uh Mm -hmm. i I think look bontarin has a chance to take him down but like i Man, Cap is just so powerful for me. You know, like he he does a really good job of keeping distance. He's really technically sound in that way, too. And then even when people do get in, he just like shucks them off uh, pretty violently. So, um, add that to the fact that he's like fighting with intention now, right? Like he has stopped being like the guy who is patient and thinks he's winning. And instead he's like, I'm just going to go flatline this dude. And that's exactly what he did. And and if you look at those back-to-back wins too, they've actually aged incredibly well too. Right. Because like when, when he first knocked out O'Day Osborne, I was like, yeah, well he knocked out O'Day Osborne and like, Look at how good Ode has looked since then. And and Shaman Magulov looked good in his last fight too. Granted, he didn't come out the winner. Um, but like he he looked good in that last fight as well. So uh w- while he he loses a split to Jeff Molina, now that fight looks great with Manel Cap. Uh so yeah, like I, I think the fact that he's fighting with intention, he's going out there trying to flatline guys. I, I think Bontarin has got to get it to the ground, and I don't know that he does. So yeah, I like Manel Cap in this spot.
1: Yes, ditto. Cap is the pick. Um, Bontrain is a mediocre UFC fighter. D- to put it uh, bluntly, maybe even a little worse, over, especially over his last four, he's not one a fight. Um, Cap can should be able to keep it standing and should piece him up on the feet. So he is the pick. Starboy is living up to his nickname and his uh, considerable hype now. All right, here's the rematch of all rematches. We've all been waiting for a women's starweight. Zhang Weili versus Joanne yon Jay chuck uh two former champions going at it again i will tell you about the former joanna champion she's 16 and 4 four knockouts one submission but knocked out once it's the only time she's been finished in her career 10 and 4 in the ufc she made five uh, defenses of her title when she was champ for her last four fights she's gone win loss win loss her last fight was march of 2020 when she got turned into an alien by Zhang. uh she's gone Two and four over her last six fights. Used to fight up a weight class at flyweight. He's a Muay Thai champion and kickboxing champion. Two inches tight, two inches reach over Zhang. Striking and active striking stats in her favor, plus 145. Uh, Zhang's nickname is Magnum. 21 and three, 10 knockouts, seven submissions. She's been knocked out once. Five and two in the UFC. Won five straight and became the champ and beat Joanna to defend her title. Actually, she beat one four straight, became champion, then defended her title. Um, And then she lost... The past two fights against Rose and Nama Yunus. Um, Like I said, she did beat J Chek back in 2020. She is was the Kun Lun champion uh, back in China. Used to fight at flyweight as well. She was 2-0 oh as a pro kickboxer. Two years younger than J Chek, 175. I will take Zhang. I tend to always take the winner of a uh, rematch. A winner of the first fight, I, always, I tend to always take them in a rematch because that tends to be your result. Um, plus, and check has been out of the cage for for so so long. I don't like that as well. Um, but, and plus, she did not. Well, I guess she looked okay. No, she physically she didn't look good because she turned got turned into an alien against Zhang. But um, who knows what that type of beating did to her as well. So anyhow, uh, I'm going with Zhang in here. Hopefully, it's. Uh, I don't think it'll be all able to live up to its uh, the first go go-around, But who knows? But uh, she is my pick.
0: Yeah, and I'll say this too. Like first of all, I, I, Zhang won the first fight you know, debate about scoring a side. I, I think she clearly won the first fight. And I think a three round fight favors her more than a five round fight too. When you consider the fact that she hits harder, she's got more yep. chance to finish you and she comes out stronger. Uh, you know, you want to be somebody who feels somebody out and tries to feel the range. And I, I think ultimately that's going to cost her at least one of the first two rounds. Um, and so, like, she's really fighting an uphill battle in the end of the day. And I, I think Wei Li Zhang is, is like, she, she's going to have the more impactful strikes, too. She's going to have the strikes you remember. She's going to be the one snapping somebody's head back, whereas J Jacek might, you know, pile up some volume. I, I think Wei Li Zhang is going to do the most damage here.
1: Very good point about the length of the fight. Uh, you know, Jacek does not have a lot of experience, uh, at least not recent experience, with the three-round stuff. And yeah, uh, her, her approach is definitely more fit for championship uh, fights or five-round fights. So um, yeah, Zhang is is both our picks. Um, hopefully it's another good one. All right, on to the championship fight time. Women's flyweight, Valentina Shevchenko versus Talia Santos for the women's flyweight championship um tell you about the challenger santos very impressive resume she's 19 and 1 10 knockouts three submissions never been finished in a fight she's 4-1 the ufc lost her debut then won four straight fights the last one via submission she was 1-0 in the contender series used to fight at bantamweight she was the aspera champ she's got an inch of height and two inches of reach on shevchenko she's five years younger more active striker um better grappling stats Despite all that, plus 380 is what you're going to get on her. Uh, Bullet Shevchenko, the champ. 22-3, and three, eight knockouts, seven submissions, but knocked out once. 11-2 in the UFC. She's only lost uh, upper weight class to Amanda Nunez twice. She's defended her title six times already. This will be defense number seven coming up. She's won eight straight, two straight via TKO. She used to fight at Bantamweight, or she has fought at Bantamweight. Pro debut in MMA 2003. She was 2-0 as a boxer, was a kickboxing champ, a judo champ, a Muay Thai champ, a amateur boxing champ, a taekwondo champ. Um, Striking stats in a favor at minus 589. Your turn, I think, or is it my turn?
0: I, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? Like, no, it, we're both going to
1: pick Shevchenko, so yeah, you, you, te- and, you tell them why.
0: And, and I'm going to – look, I'll say this, though, is, like, we, we are both going to take Shevchenko at the end of the day. Like, we we both like Valentino Shevchenko in this spot, but I will say – You know, you you quoted the price at 380 for Talia Santos, and I've seen it as high as getting close to plus 500. I've seen it as low as in, in the low 300s. If he does inch towards 500 or 600, I think like just throwing something on her isn't the worst idea because she does have advantages that I don't think a lot of people remember that she has in a fight with Valentina Shevchenko, right? Like a lot of people are like, Oh, Shevchenko deadly striker is going to outgrapple people. In addition Mm -hmm. to being a deadly striker, Talia Santos took down Roxanne Matafari five times, which don't get me wrong. Roxanne, not a world beater at this point in time in her career, but also not easy to take down, right? Like we can at least give her that. Like she's, she's not an easy fighter to take down. She also took Molly McCann down five times, uh, which is, is pretty damn impressive. So like, She's a prolific takedown artist in addition to being a sharp striker with a lot of power. She's got three knockdowns in her last two fights. Like I think if this number edged up closer to plus 500, I'd think like a you know like sprinkling in on it is worth it. But like yeah, if you're picking a winner here, Valentina Shoshenko is the right person, but uh, yeah like her best challenger in a long time.
1: Yep, she's a very formidable challenger, but yeah, Chevchenko's the pick. She just doesn't have any holes at this point. Um, and you, I don't really see any mental holes either. Like, he, she always seems to be there to fight. Like, I don't see her taking her foot off the gas. Uh, maybe she won't be going for the kill every fight, but uh, she seems to be sharp every time she steps in there. Um, you haven't seen any uh, Amanda Nunez versus um Versus that new champion, that I always forget that's a champion. Julia pain. Uh, yeah, Julia Pena. It, 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 we haven't seen any, you know, any hint uh, that, that 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 could happen with her. So well, we didn't either, it,
0: We didn't with Nunez either. No, that's true. So. That's like, true. So, hey, just, maybe it, this could be it. it that should have just appeared.
1: Yeah, this could be it, but no. Uh, Santos is very good, but um, yeah, Shevchenko is just better, so she is our pick. Uh, main event time. Light heavyweight championship. Glover Teixeira is the champion. Another surprise champion versus Yuri Prohashka um we will tell you about the challenger first prohashka's nickname is bjp why is his nickname bjp do you know that
0: i don't have the slightest clue. brother
1: yuri prohashka i'll say that's what sure,
0: it is. I, sure i don't know
1: if it does but we'll say it is um for sure he will have the best hair on the night um guaranteed he's 28 and 3 25 knockouts two submissions so he's finished everyone except one person that he's uh that he's beat two knockouts He's been knocked out twice, excuse me, submitted once. So he's only gotten in the distance once in 31 fights. Uh, He's 2-0 in the UFC, both of his wins via knockout. However, he's not fought since last May. So he's been out of the cage for a year. Uh, He's won 12 straight fights. He was the Ryzen champion before this. He used to fight at heavyweight. He also was a regional champion. He's been fighting professionally, professional MMA since 2012. He was a Muay Thai champion as well. Inch of height on... Tischera, four inches of reach, thirteen years younger, it lands almost twice as many strikes as, as it does. Minus two hundred. share thirty-three and seven, 18 knockouts, ten submissions. He's been knocked out three times. Sixteen and five in the UFC. He's won six straight fights, three straight via finish. He is the champion. This will be his first title defense. He was three-one in WEC. WEC Never Die. Was the grappling champion. Um, he's very high-level grappler. Made his MMA debut in two thousand and two. Striking differential minus so 0.11, so he gets outstruck, which is very uh, something you got to keep in mind when he's fighting a guy like Yuri. Um, grappling stats, however, are very obviously in his favor, plus 165. Uh, I will be taking the challenger here, um, and I um, that that their TV show, I am taking him via via, via finish because if he's going to win, that's how he's going to win. Uh, obviously, there is the chance that uh, Glover can get him down and submit him, but. I think he's going to get lit up on the feet before that happens. So we're going to have a new champ come Saturday night.
0: Yeah. And I just agree with you entirely. Like there's a chance he gets him down, but even if he gets him down, I think Yuri does pretty well on the map for himself. Uh, And like, he's got to get in close in in getting in close as Dominic Reyes found out is like not easy to do on Yuri Parashka. You just wind up eating a, elbow from an angle you never thought you'd ever eaten elbow from um so yeah like i i, I got yuri Prohoshka all the way here and it's you know glover's been surprising us for fight after fight after fight but at a certain point that being 43 and not having much stand-up catches up to you
1: there you go that is our pick we are a green on the two championship fights all right you're ready for some recommended plays mr
0: vreeland yeah, I think we're we're pretty similar on a lot today though.
1: You, you think so? Probably, probably, yes. All um, right, you want to go first?
0: Sure, uh, I'm gonna take 40 bucks and I'm gonna throw it on Na Liang. Um, like I, I right. told you, I I can't believe this is a dog play this week. Uh, 40 bucks on Na yeah. Liang is is a crazy steal.
1: And what are we getting her at? Plus 125 was the official line I gave you. So Na Liang plus 125. All right, um, I'm gonna take Yuri via. Uh, Knockout or TKO, um What's the number on that? Do you have it in front of you?
0: Yeah, I I had him Yuri by knockout comes in at negative one
1: thirty-five. That's crazy. He's still negative, but okay. I'll put thirty bucks on that, please.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'll, I'll take that as well. Uh, I'm gonna take thirty bucks on that too.
1: All right, thirty bucks. He is copying me exactly $30 on Yuri via finish all right not not via finish so you have, imagine if he submits him wouldn't that be a pain in the ass Dan
0: some, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll look up that while you're, you're moving on in your second play I'll look yeah. up what uh, Yuri by sub is
1: Jack Della is when second can pick Jack Della Maddalena money line I'm um, putting 50 on him uh, I love the number uh, minus 162 on that so I will be taking $50 on that did I not? Um, did I not waste enough time, Dan? Are you ready no, or not?
0: You're good. Do you want to guess what the line is on on him by finish or by submission? Plus,
1: plus 500.
0: Plus 2,700.
1: <laughs> wow! Get on it, everyone. He, yeah. he he could he could rock him and Rude, could choke him, right? He's
0: not. He's not going to. Um. All right. Fine. And and I'm gonna take uh. I I love Jack Della too. I'm I'm gonna take 15 of my last 30 bucks. I'll put it on Jack Della. All
1: right. And my last pick is. Na liang um she is getting 20 bucks um being a coward and when you putting 20 on her but on the money line plus 125
0: and i'm gonna take my last 50 and i'll put it on jake matthews i love him here as an underdog.
1: all right so dan's losing one pick at least all right um what am i giving you on that plus 110 or something that i say let me see. uh he's
0: a little bit higher than that no, i think one no 110 no, nice try it's 110 oh you, want it. I, I I think you have not updated the lines, but that's okay. I'll, I'll I, still take him at plus one ten. <laughs>
1: right, fine. You, you get the same lines that I get. All right. Uh, let's recap. Gumby, has got forty bucks on Na Liang money line. Thirty bucks on Yuri via finish. Fifteen bucks on Jack Della Madalena money line. Fifteen bucks on Jake Matthews money line. I have thirty on Yuri finish via no, sorry knockout finish for both of us. Fifty on Jack Della money line. Twenty on Na Liang money line. Are you going to give us a winning Hungry Man Zhong pick this week, or is it going to be another one that we get one one fight off?
0: Man, I was so pumped about the Aaron Blanchfield finish, and then I thought yep. uh, Volkov's going to come through for us. He didn't. Um, yeah, I got a two-part for you here. Uh, obviously, with all we've talked up about Nali I'm going to take her by submission here. Uh, I'm seeing plus 210 for her by submission. That's without talking about rounds. Obviously, I mentioned before, if you want to get her in the first round by submission, which I think is a real play, some places are offering plus 400. So keep an eye on that. Um, And I'm going to pair it with Steve Mean Machine Garcia by knockout. Uh, I talked about how how Hiramashashe walks backwards with his chin up in the air. I think that's deadly. Uh, I'm seeing Garcia as high as plus 250. So you pair those together, you're getting about 10 to 1 odds right there. So Naliang submission, Mean Machine, knockout.
1: All right. Mean Machine, Garcia, knockout. All right, dude. We did it. We did it. We gave everyone all their picks. We gave them all their rec- all their recommended place. Everyone is set. So that puts to bed this episode. But, hey, just wait. A bonus episode is coming in your ears. Maybe like immediately you can click off this one and put on a new one. We are going to give you picks for the Friday. I guess it's Thursday night slash Friday morning, depending on on where you are in the world and how you think of those things. But they're having a road to UFC tournament, and we're going to give you picks for the Friday fights. This we figure this podcast won't get in ears in time for the Wednesday night slash Thursday morning one, so we're going to hit you up with the ten fights that are going down on the on the Friday night slate. Because somehow Gumby knows all these people. You know everyone on it basically.
0: There were there were three I had to look up. <laughs> oh, not,
1: out of 20, it's not bad.
0: Not no, bad not, at not all. too bad.
1: All right. So I usually usually say, um, we'll talk to you on Sunday, but we're not gonna it uh, we <laughs> going to say that this time. We are going to bid you farewell, and hopefully you will listen to the special bonus. It's not just bonus episodes. It's episode 150. Ba, 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 ba. All right. Um, get, Dan, take us home.
0: I'm David gabby He's the Dragon Girl, Jeff Fox. And we will see you... I don't know, in about 15 minutes? Yep, dragon girl roar.